Success Insight shares the stories of the people with passion and drive who make things happen in the world. Here's your host, Howard Fox. Hello, everybody. This is Howard Fox, your host of the Success Insight podcast. For my co-host, Randy Ford, we hope you are having a fantastic day. Our episode today is sponsored by the Writer Showcase, a place where writers can bring their creative works into the spotlight. Our guest today on the Success Insight podcast is Donald Firesmith. Don is a distinguished software and systems engineer by day and by night. And on weekends, he's an award-winning author of modern paranormal fantasy, apocalyptic science fiction, action, and adventure novels. And this is special. He's also a leading expert in the lore and crafting of magic wands. Who knew? His books include the Hellhole series. The Secrets of Hawthorne House, which was awarded the 2019 Reader's Favorite Silver Medal in the Young Adult Urban Paranormal category, and he's the author of Magic Wands, a Cornucopia of Wand Lore. Don, you have one busy life, but thank you for taking the time to join us on the Success Insight podcast. I'm very pleased to be here. So, First, I have to tell you, I appreciate the fact that you're a tech guy. You're a tech geek. As a former, or as I like to say, a recovering IT business consultant, I appreciate the work that you do. A lot goes into being a software and systems engineer. And oftentimes, those days are 50, 60-hour weeks. And for you to have time to write, so... Tell us a little bit about yourself. How did you go from, I'm assuming, again, it's still your day job, but how did you go from being a software systems engineer to becoming a best-selling author? Well, I have been working since 1978 in developing software and systems. And in the early 1990s, I worked on a really large project, which used a lot of very advanced technology. And I learned a lot from that. And so I wrote my first technical book, had it published by a traditional publisher. And then over the course of the next 15 or 20 years, I published six other traditional techie books. And to tell you the truth, I got tired of writing techie books. I I read it a lot. I write technical reports. And I, I decided to go back to my first love, and that is fiction. And so that's when I started writing the various novels. Okay. A question that that is on the top of my mind, just from learning more about your background and and the work on on the technical side is we hear so much about artificial intelligence these days. It's everywhere. Everybody's talking about it. And I was noticing, and as I was looking on your on your webpage, and of which we share that that website with our listening audience, there's a book on autonomous cars, which is like right now the epitome of artificial intelligence. So, I want to get into the to the fiction work, but just give us a little taste of what is this book of nonfiction and and the work on artificial intelligence and the cars, the the autonomous vehicles. Well, I've been interested in the neurobiology of the brain consciousness for decades. Read a lot of books on the topic and just 
thought an awful lot about how is it that our three pounds of brains works to create all of these subjective feelings and experiences we have. And in my job working with computers and systems, I realized that there is a huge amount of similarity between us and things like your autonomous vehicle. We take in information through our senses, we process it in our brains, we have this subjective awareness of what's going on in the outside world, what's going on in our bodies, what's going on in our brains, and we use all that computing that's going on in our brains to control our muscles. Well, your autonomous car, it has lots of different sensors. It's taking in sensor data from the outside world. It's got sensors that tells the car about its own body, just like we have the senses of whether we're hungry or in pain and so on. And just like us, it develops a simulation of the outside world, a simulation of its body and a simulation of what's going on in its computer brain. Just like our brain creates a simulation of what we see in the outside world, what's going on in our body and what's going on in our brain. And so the hypothesis of the book is that anything that creates a real-time simulation of reality is consciously aware of that real-time simulation, that it is subjectively aware of what's going on in the simulation. And the basis of the book. I, I don't know the, whether to be scared or fascinated. To keep this podcast as light as possible, I'm going to say fascinating. It's, it's amazing. I mean, it's truly amazing from the days when you and I had the Commodore 64s in our bedroom to what is available today. Totally amazing. And, and thank you for gifting us a little bit about that book. And, and I, I'd love to shift now to the real reason we're here is you are just a prolific and successful and distinguished award winner of a fiction. And I would love to understand and share with our audience what, what kind of brought you into this realm of fiction. And let's talk about some of that work. And how'd you, how'd you start? Well, I guess I'd have to go back to when I was a teenager. I love science fiction. I love fantasy read every book I could get my hands on. And back in those days, I tried my hand at short stories. And some of them were tolerable, but most of them were really crappy because I was a teenager with very little training or experience writing. Was not at all successful getting anything published, which now with a little bit more maturity, I understand why. And so I, I moved into the technical world. But I've always loved science fiction. I mean, I, I'm very much a engineer scientist type, but I also like all the speculative stuff. I like fantasy. I like magic and stuff like that. I don't necessarily believe in it, but I love reading it and experiencing it. So what started me was I really enjoyed J.K. Rowling's Harry Potter books. I would read them before I'd let the kids read them because I enjoyed them so much. And in the first book, when Harry goes to Diagon Alley and he goes to this bookstore called Flourish and Blots, and there's all of these wonderful magic books on the, the shelves. And my first thought was, I want to read those. 
And so my second thought is, I hope J.K. Rowling writes some of those. And she did do three little books for charity, one of which then became the whole Fantastic Beast series. She never really got around to writing a textbook like you'd have at Hogwarts. And I got tired of waiting for her to do it. And ergo, I wrote the Magic Wand book. I also like working with my hands. I like working with wood. I like colored gemstones. And so to me, making magic wands is a great little hobby to have. That's how I got into writing that book. My second book actually is The Secrets of Hawthorne House, but it's the most recent one that was actually published because I got 95% of the way through it and got horrendous writer's block. So I put it away and I wrote the two Hellholes books, got most of the way through a third Hellholes book, and finally decided to take the old manuscript out, dust it off, figured out how to end it. And that's the one that's doing the best now. Don, let me ask you a question. How do you experience writer's block in the moment put down one piece of work, but then go on and produce a whole other set of pieces of work because the hell holes, there's four books. Well, there will be four books. There are two books that are out now. I'm about 90% through the third book. I will eventually write a fourth one in that series, just like I will write a second one in the secrets series. But yeah, I often read several books simultaneously. And sometimes I write several things simultaneously. And I I think the more you write, the better you get at it. It's like any other skill practice makes, if not perfect, at least makes better. If you're stuck in one thing, there's always something else that you can work on. Okay. And when you are writing, how do you prepare to sit down and just do some writing because you mentioned with the Harry Potter series, you read the books before the kids. So I'm assuming there's, there's a family life outside the the door. Yeah, I do have six children, six children. So you you got your hands full, you know, recitals, soccer practices, baseball, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. How do you make time? Well, I recall in the intro by night and on weekends, you, are an author. So how how do you get started sitting down and doing some writing? Well, it's a lot easier now than it used to be when we had all the kids at home with us. Only our youngest is with us and he's 26. So he's not an awful lot of work, if you will. Sure. I have more time and I'm more of a day person and my wife and son are more night owls. And so I find that I can spend several hours in the morning on weekends while they're still asleep. We overlap our time the rest of the time. Excellent. Excellent. And when you are out in the community as the author of the Hellhole series and the Magical Wands book and the Secrets of Hawthorne House, do folks in the community know, oh, there's, there's Donald the author? He makes magic wands. I mean, how do you? How is your being received in the community show up for you? I'm curious about that. That's actually getting to be quite a thing lately. Didn't used to have a lot of people in the local area know me. 
I did have a book signing at a local wine cellar and I'm quite active on the local community Facebook pages. So I have people who are coming to me and buying autographed copies or seeing me at various book signings and things like that. So I'm actually a lot more in tune with the community than I used to be. Okay. And I am curious now with the holidays coming up, or let me actually, before I ask that question, Magic Wands has been around for how long? That has been around for six or seven years. Yeah, six or seven years. And you've had that interest in woodworking. So you've got a wand production. The holiday seasons are co- the season is coming up with a lot of different specific holidays. Is your wand production, is that getting ready to get ramped up too? It depends on how much time I have. I do have, let's see, I'm just looking behind me now and I see probably about 20 different ones that are all ready uh, for anyone oh. who wants to, to buy one. Oh my. And if our listeners would like to buy one of your wands and obviously they read the book, we're going to put the link back to the Magical Wands book on LinkedIn or on, on Amazon. Amazon. Okay, I got it right. It's going to be the podcast is going to be on LinkedIn. If they want to learn more about the wand work that you're doing, you actually have a wand website. And I, I'm not even going to begin to pronounce the name, but you're okay. Originally, it was Feuerschmied Wand Shop, Feuerschmied being the German word for firesmith. Among other things, I've lived overseas in Germany and Switzerland a couple of times, speak fluent German. I've actually changed that so my wand site also can be found as Firesmith Wand Shop. <laughs> it doesn't have to be in German anymore. Excellent. Well, in any case, we were going to provide the backlink to the shop uh, on our show notes. And in the time we have left, I want to talk a little bit about, if we, you don't mind, uh, The Secrets of Hawthorne House. Again, this is a 2019 readers' favorite. You were a silver medal winner in the young adult urban paranormal category. Tell us a little bit about the premise behind The Secrets of Hawthorne House. Well, it starts off with one family, a father and his two 15-year-old twins, a boy and a girl. They live on the West Coast. The mother's killed in a tragic car accident. The father can't stand to, to stay in the house where the family had lived because it reminds him too much of his wife. So he takes the kids and bundles them off to Hawthorne, Indiana, as far away from the ocean that his wife loved as he can get. And there he's the new kid in town, and he actually lives next door to the Hawthorne House, which is an old Victorian mansion where the Hawthorns who founded Hawthorne, Indiana, lived. And currently, old lady Hawthorne is recluse who lives there, and she is thought of as a witch who murdered her husband. So she has a very bad reputation in town amongst all the kids. And Matt, he needs money. So he goes next door and offers to clean up her yard in exchange for money. And he gets to know the old lady. And she's not evil, but she is strange. (laughs) And then the old lady's niece and her three children arrive from the East Coast. Their father had died, and so it's uh, that family moves in. 
And the story at that point is primarily about the two 15-year-old boys, Matt, who's from a very normal family, and Geralt, who is from a family that is anything but normal. I see. And you'll find magic. You'll, it, it's really a story of friendship, a story of found families. It's a story of tolerance for other people's beliefs. And it goes on to deal with a lot of important topics, death, financial problems, things of that nature. So it's very rooted in the real world as well as in the fantasy world. Fantastic. And and I have to say that I love the book cover and, and to our, our listeners, we're going to have, of course, the links back to the website, Amazon, but we'll have, hopefully Don will share an image of a couple of the book covers with us. We'll put them on our show notes, but the Secrets of Hawthorne House, that book cover is just amazing. I'm like, I would love to like see that house. It's- There's actually an interesting story associated with that. Okay. The Hawthorne house itself is practically a character in the book. And so I did a bunch of architectural drawings of the house so that I could keep track of who was in what room and how things were organized and so on, just so I could keep everything consistent. And when I needed a cover, I I had a, a feel for what I wanted and I couldn't use the author who did my Hellhole series. I really wanted a picture of the house. And since the house is very specific, I wanted a picture of that house, not just the standard haunted house. So I looked out on the internet and I found this one artist who did a haunted house that had the exact right feel to it. It wasn't my haunted house, but it was a great haunted house. I contacted him. And it was wonderful. Rudy Parfait is the artist. He works as a lead environmental artist for a computer gaming company in Paris. And he took my architectural drawings. That house that he did on the cover is exactly the Hawthorne house in every detail. He did a fantastic job. And in fact, that cover did win a Best Cover of the Month award in July of this year. Fantastic. I'll tell you, if if we can get Rudy, if he's got a website or some social site that, that is highlighting his work, definitely would love to put that on our show notes as well. Let's give, we can give him a shout out too. Yeah, he did a great job. No, it, it is fantastic. I, I love it. I love it. And one thing I'm learning from doing these podcasts, Don, especially this the this the cross section of the fiction writers. Some of, I mean, a lot of there's a lot of believe it or not, I'm doing a lot of children's books that include illustrations. So between the the book covers and the ch- uh, children's books with the illustrations, I mean, those those pictures they mean a lot. They they help the verb. What's that saying? A picture is a thousand words. Right. I mean, it's very true. Very true. And speaking of like Harry Potter, Hogwarts, just the, the picture of Hogwarts in your mind, it's just your imagination just can take off. In the time we have left on, if our listeners would like to learn more about you and your work, where's the best place for them to go to do that? The best place is my author website, which is donaldfiresmith.com. Excellent. And are you on other social sites as well that that you might want to send people to? Yeah, I'm on Facebook. I'm on 
Twitter, and I'm I'm also out on LinkedIn as well. Okay. Okay. So we'll, we'll definitely put those links in the show notes. So, you know, everybody has their preference when it comes to social sites, but definitely we'll get them to the, the webpage as well as to the book page on Amazon. Don, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day. Now that the kids are out of the house. It's just you and the wife and you just, and probably the, I don't know if there's any pets in the house, but we have pets. <laughs> all right. Well, go have a great evening and relax. And again, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to share your story with our audience. It's been my pleasure. There you have it, folks. We have been chatting with Donald Firesmith, software engineer, system engineer by day, and an award-winning author of Modern Paranormal Fantasy, Apocalyptic Science Fiction, action and adventure novels by night and do check out the secrets of hawthorne house and his work on magical wands fantastic pieces of work and just the again i have to admit i i know what i'm going to be reading during the holiday seasons i already have secrets of hawthorne house coming to me so hopefully you'll take advantage of that too and maybe you've got a a young child in, in your family that that needs to do some holiday reading. So here you go. So once again, folks, this episode has been sponsored by the Writer Showcase, a place where writers can bring their creative works into the spotlight. And you can visit the Writer Showcase at writershowcase.net. And as I say, every show, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, go out there and have a phenomenal day. And we'll see you on the next episode of the Success Insight Podcast. Take care now. Success Insight is a production of Fox Coaching and First Story Strategies. Find us online, successinsightpodcast.com. 